Good morning, friends. Perrin Lovett is back with you today on the Prepper Post News, courtesy of your friends at Freedom Prepper. It's Friday. Thank goodness, Friday, February 11th, 2022. Thank you for joining us, listening, or watching. Of course, you can always read along with the show notes over at freedomprepper.com. Got uh, just a couple of things to wrap the week up with here today. Um, I've got, I mentioned a feature story. I'm actually going to run that as the weekend feature. I intend to film that immediately after I film this one because I already know what it is. And it's, it's cultural and it builds upon today's feature, the impromptu feature. And I've got a lot of other stuff that's uh, floated up lately. We'll get to that on Monday because as serious as it is, it's not that pressing. And in fact, deals with more hoaxes some of which you're familiar with. So uh, <clears throat> let's get on into the uh, the news today. Hope everybody had a great week. I saw this story out of the, uh, I, don't, I don't know, it's a Miami story, a Florida story reported by one of the quasi-regional uh, outlets. I think it's a Stanford advocate outside of Florida. But anyway, it's all about Ron DeSantis uh, backing an anti-woke curriculum law for the uh, the public schools of the great sunshine state of Florida. Uh, this would uh, this would allow um, anyone basically this is a bad idea. It's 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 come it comes from the uh, a good-hearted attempt to fix cultural marxism. It would just create a crazy free-for-all. Uh, it would allow it basically would allow anyone to sue the schools, or even individual teachers, if something that's taught there offends them. You know, like, well, we'll teach that white people are bad. I'm offended. Well, you know, everybody else can be offended, too, and you'll just have, uh, which this actually might be a good thing, completely destroy the school system by tying it up in massive, never-ending litigation. Courts, at some point, would strike this down. Uh, You know, Ron will discover that, uh, you know, it's the other side that gets to play by the crazy rules. You try to play by their, their rules and they'll just change them. The real story out of this is uh, the, uh, the, the test subject school out of Miami. And the thing that just jumped out at me was you've got uh, kids in this community from 160 different countries. This is not a melting pot. Uh, you know, a melting pot would be like, I don't know, old school America, a predominantly overwhelming English majority with some associated folks from, you know, Scotland, Wales, France, uh, the Netherlands. Um, bringing in similar people, say, from Germany or Ireland to melt in. Did not assimilate so well, did you guys? I'm not not picking on you. But when you bring in people from 160 countries and you cram them all together, that's not a melting pot, that's a molten pot. And you end up with something that looks a lot like Miami. Anyway, get your kids out of those schools. Also, here's more information out of the UK where they keep track of uh, medical information and medical disasters. If you inject your children with the fake coronavirus, fake vaccine poison, they are 52 times, up to 52 times, more likely to die 
from the poison than from the disease that just doesn't affect kids at all. Last week, I think I had the, uh, the stats. Past two years of craziness, three people in the UK under the age of 20 have succumbed to the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, many, 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 many more have died just this year and last year from the, uh, the clot shot. And uh, if you give that to children, you're, uh, you're doing something infinitely worse than uh, teaching them to hate themselves in a uh, government school prison. Anyway, also, if you uh, turn your company, your country and your economy over to uh, a bunch of satanic foreign banking elite billionaires, uh, you will get something like uh, young people that when they finally get out of these uh, indoctrination centers and they survive your attempts to poison them, they, uh, they can't buy a house because of the financialization. I, I don't know how many times. We might just, you know, I might have the uh, my little, you know, 1952 comparison chart printed out and put it up behind me where I can just kind of point to it. When the, you know, when the inflation-adjusted price of your house, uh, your average house, has gone up, you know, what, 10, 12 times while incomes have collapsed, cut in half, people can't buy houses. Uh, financialization is crushing the middle class, driving them out. Uh, the Wall Street Journal has a story about this. Uh, some, some young, upwardly mobile, middle-class kids uh, looking to buy a house. Uh, they're two to three times ahead of where the average income earner is, and they're still struggling mightily, having to settle for... They wanted a house that's about half the price of the average new house in America. They had to bump up their budget, and something tells me they won't be having kids anytime soon. It kind of looks discivilizational, but there's 160 countries out there that would be happy to send us their most problematic people to take their places. Being replaced, I could put that up too, but uh, anyway, <clears throat> here comes here comes two stories about bringing in people from other places. Two, di two different, uh, very different approaches to immigration enforcement. The first one, reported by the Washington Post, is a, is a horrible Horrible, sad, very tragic uh, lesson that should have never happened. Uh, I, I link this up. This reinforces why, in defiance of seeming cruel, you have to sink the damn ships. Refugees fleeing the economic catastrophe in Venezuela, a model for what's happening now in America, uh, these these uh, these refugees were on a uh, little ship headed for Trinidad and Tobago. <clears throat> they were intercepted by the uh, Trinidadian uh, Coast Guard, and a little chase ensued. The, the uh, captain of the, uh, the refugee ship would not uh, obey commands. Apparently, according to the Coast Guard, tried to ram them. They opened fire on his engines and uh, shot a woman who was packed in like a sardine by the engine, injured her and killed her baby, which is horrible. And this, there's no, there's nothing good about this. These folks are not headed for Trinidad and Tobago, ultimately. It's, I imagine that's one of the stop off points where they, uh, they, they team up and they make plans. And eventually they, you know, you know where they want to come. They want to come to Miami so they can send their kids to school to be offended and file lawsuits. Um, if, and I'm sure that they were all, once the boat stopped and everyone was seized, they were put into refugee centers. 
not repatriated, probably integrated so they can pass on through uh, what's going to happen to, of course, the Washington Post is all upset that this is police brutality writ large. It's a crime against humanity because the little yard sign, all people are equal, love is love, all that shit. Um, if you want to enforce your borders, you got to do it. And hopefully this will serve as a lesson for other people to turn back and not try this in the future. Hopefully the captain of that ship and uh, I don't know the law down there at all. Don't even know what system they're on. But, uh, you know, I, I could see charging him with felony murder. Because he would not. But we'll find out. We'll, or we won't, actually. They'll probably let that one go. Or you can enforce uh, immigration and border uh, laws the way we do in the uh, the dead USSA. Not at all. However, they are, sent, they are using the border uh, with Mexico as a testing ground for uh, big dogs or a big dog knockoff. This is the mechanical monster built by, uh, originally built by DARPA and Boston Dynamics. Uh, it's a killer robot, uh, not your best friend. Uh, there's, Reed Organic Prepper has a write up about this. They include a little video of the, the big dog with the big gun mounted on it. Um, they're just testing it down there. They're, they're not gonna use these things to hunt down invaders. Just test, field testing they'll be deployed to uh, you know, protect school boards from you. That's, that's where this is ultimately going. This is the mechanical hound if, uh, from uh, Fahrenheit 451. I've been talking about these, these things. Um, I, I forget on this one, they're battery powered. Um, I don't know what it would take to knock one out. Um, they, they, uh, they were designed to resist physical attacks. Uh, it's very hard to, uh, these are very agile monsters. Um, I would recommend a high-powered rifle <clears throat> made with armor-piercing rounds. I guess go for the battery, the motor. I don't know where that is. Somebody might want to look into that. Or an EMP device. I don't know. The sooner the better. Anyway, anyway, even retarded people are looking into things a, a little late, a little after the fact. The mainstream conservative losers have belatedly discovered Wang Huning, who of course is the uh, the intellectual power behind the throne in China, who gave us the, uh, the book America Against America, where he called out what's wrong with this country 30, 30 something years ago. Of course, these idiots uh, deride him as being, he's a nationalist. He needs to get on board with the globe. Ding, Ding had it going on, accepting Western capital and Western ways and destroying China and making it into globalist, Western cesspool, 160 nation infested, overrun, big dog patrolling China. They don't like him, they don't like Xi. Uh, that will be, I'll be talking about that more on Monday. I've got a link to uh, an introduction to another of his books. Uh, this is an introduction, a long one several thousand words by Matthew Johnson. Check this out. It's Wang's, uh, The Structure of China's Changing Political Culture, uh, where he, the, the guy just gets it. He's not, you know, in America we're hung up on, you know, politics, politics is left versus right. They want to divide us into left versus right with some libertarians hanging around smoking weed on the outside. Here's a quote from, from Johnson about Wang. Yet a key piece of his, his thinking that is downplayed in profiles, such as you get from the Republicards, uh, as a hardline, if ideologically tinged, 
power politician is his view of culture as expressed as tradition, values, or civilization as an independent factor in determining political outcomes. Identity begets culture begets politics. The one controls the other and not the other way around. Which leads us up to our feature today. Interesting feature about American culture and how it's changed. If you're older, you may have noticed a few changes. If you're younger, you may, if you've just been alive the past two years, you may have noticed a few changes. Before we get there, I'd like to say, buy some coffee. In 1942, in America, you bought coffee. Today, you can still buy coffee. Buy coffee. Buy your coffee from Freedom Roasters. FreedomRoastersCoffee.com Pause for the cause and help support the show. Or there may not be a show. Buy coffee. FreedomRoastersCoffee.com Empty your credit card for coffee. Thank you. Alright. <clears throat> I, I was over at uh, the End of the American Dream blog where Michael Schneider basically runs the same scare story over and over and over for decades. He's right. He's right about all this stuff. I got a couple of them here. Conclude a video. Two videos, in fact, that you'll want to watch. Uh, the first one is about how out of shape young Americans are. And they are. And he's got, he actually, this has an embedded video from a, a PE class back in 1960. Nobody, you know, the Marines couldn't do this today, what these kids were doing. Uh, Watch that, and then here's here's the uh, here's the main video of the day. And I don't know if we're doing the thing where we stop me and just had the video. I don't know if we're doing that, or if uh, if not, if all else fails. I'm sure video is playing right here right now. You can always go to freedomprepper.com, click on the news, click on today's episode, scroll down. It's uh, your video for the feature. Click the, uh, it should be embedded. If not, there's a link to YouTube. Click that and it will play on your mobile electronic evil device. This, the video is depressing for many reasons. It's uh, from 1942-ish or 46, back in the 40s. I think it's a California city. It was filmed in black and white. It's been colorized. Poorly, in my opinion. Uh, it looks sepia. It, it, the colors, to me, seem to shift around. It looks no better than the, you know, Ted Turner's Easter egg colorization of the classic movies back in the 80s. I don't like colorizing black and white. But, it, it, the video itself is astounding. It's just street scenes. Day and night. Filming people walking around, driving cars, shopping, conversing, and... It looks like another planet. Um, you'll notice immediately everyone is wearing church clothes. Everyone's wearing, all the men are in suits and hats. All the women are in dresses. They all look, they, they, I, I have a picture of the, uh, my, my cover picture is from a still from the video of a man and a woman. These are not movie stars. Actually, they might be. I just can't really tell who they are. Everybody else looks like this. This is average. This is the way people looked. They were fit. They were trim. They were attractive. They were well dressed. They carried themselves with confidence. They knew that everybody around them did that, and it made for a civilized society. You'll also notice that everything is sparkling clean. Now, this it appears that this was filmed maybe in a slightly more upscale part of town. 
they drive through a neighborhood. It's upper middle class. I mean, we, we all, you know, people lived in shotgun shacks. Uh, but, but as it's filmed, it's eight minutes. There's no trash. There's no broken down junk cars. There's no druggies slumped over in the gutter. Everything is neat and clean, and it looks like Norman Rockwell, America, in the sunshine. And then they go to the night scene, and everybody's out. Nobody's afraid of teens or youths or men who might, you know, shove them in front of the subway. Uh, they're just out uh, at the drugstore, the cigar shop. as a cigar shop in the video. You know you're dealing with civilization when somebody's... And back then, it was selling Cubans and Dominicans and Mexicans. All the great cigars were there. Um, take a look at that. He runs a... Uh, it's amazing. He, he talks... He doesn't have to say anything, but he does a good job pointing out the fact that, you know, we just, we don't have that anymore. I mean, if you're watching the video, look at the way I am attired to present this story. Now, if you're just listening, if you're listening to the podcast, I, I, let me explain what I'm wearing. I am attired in a, uh, <clears throat> a uh, charcoal gray herringbone suit uh, from my friends at Anderson and Shepard that I picked up upon my last jaunt across the pond. Wink, wink, nod, nod. I'm wearing a uh, custom Tom Ford tie, a prototype that was made originally for this show uh, that was discontinued. This is the only one. You can't get one like this. I look much like the people in the video. <laughs> um, you, have, you don't have to dress up. There is, there's a guy, not everybody looks like they're uh, you know, a college professor or a movie star. There's a young guy, but you'll notice everybody is in shape. It's amazing. Everybody looks clean and happy. This young guy in, you know, long sleeves and a vest, uh, no tie, no coat, probably a college student. He's smoking a pipe. He's walking. He looks, he looks sophisticated. Everybody looks sophisticated. It's amazing. There's a second video. There's a second video. This is the then, and now we have the now. And the, the second video is from some TikTok or some stupidity of the modern age of a bunch of weirdos that apparently are poly... Polyamorous, and they each they each describe who they are, what they are, what their pronouns are, and the the only one that looks normal is the last guy, and he's the saddest case of all. He he gets confused about his pronouns, and then he basically breaks down because he doesn't know what gender he he looks like he he is to the point that the other freaks take pity on him. Um, imagine if you would that these oddities showed up on the street scene back in the 40s. There were people like that, and they typically stayed inside. Because if they came out in public, uh, it wouldn't be too long, and men in white coats would come and take them off to the hospital where they could get help. We don't do that anymore, and we have, uh, and this is, I know, this is just the image, but this is, you know, image is important. This is what you see. Uh, we've lost everything else. Mike does not talk about the big structural changes, and you know, things have changed. If, assuming this is California, if you look at, pull up the census. You got to do a little digging. Not going to do it for you. Pull up the census, just for the state of California in 1940, and then compare it to the census today. And I'm not talking about the total number of people crammed in there out in the mountainous ocean desert earthquake zone. 
things have changed. Uh, and back then, um, you can dig around, you'll find this information. Uh, I can estimate it. You know, back then, during after World War II, the, uh, the average man in America, middle class, ordinary man, made a couple thousand dollars a year. And with that couple thousand dollars, he could buy several brand new automobiles, or he could save up for just a, you know, two, three, four, five years and buy a brand new house. And at the same time, have, you know, have the wife at home with a big family, taking a vacation, not an extravagant vacation, but they, uh, they lived right because things were not totally destroyed at that point like they are now. It's reversible, it really is. Uh, even the big things are reversible. Not easy, would not, and are we gonna do it? I don't know. Looking around, probably not, because most people don't even want to admit that we, you know, we exist or that we existed like this, as this video plainly shows. But what, what can we do? Well, you're doing it, I'm doing it. You know, we can do things like, you know, wear, wear a nice suit like the one I'm wearing right now, uh, you know, clean up a little bit. Uh, you can be, you know, it only takes one person to start a, uh, you know, a fad or a revolution. And uh, we've got, we're lucky at the Freedom Prepper community. We're some of the best looking, best dressed, smartest, most capable people out there. Uh, now, if you are interested in an Anderson and Shepard suit, I don't know how the, uh, the hoax has affected things, but uh, you don't have to go all the way to Seville Road. Sometimes they were known to come to places like New York or California uh, with a road show. You know, you, like, just like in London, you needed an appointment. And, but then if you're, if you're in the mood to buy a, a 10 or I guess $15,000 to $30,000 suit, uh, uh, they will, it, it literally, I wear this suit to bed at night because it's literally more comfortable than nothing else. Before the show turns into a caricature of itself, I will uh, dismiss you for the day. I've got to record tomorrow's feature. Things for Monday. There's, uh, there's not a lot going on between the empire, Russia, and Ukraine. Although you would not know that from the fake news. But there are things happening behind the Real things are happening they don't talk about. And uh, they are ultimately good for the world. Ties in with China. And we've got a lot of murmurs. I'll talk at length about this. Murmurs from the usual, usual suspects about China. And I, I found a new book. It's not new. It's just, it was, it was, it's not even a book. It's a classified Pentagon report from 2013. 254 pages of report um, that I, I've got to look through. Um, making sense of why China is successful. You know, we... Even in this country today, even at the Pentagon, well, this or nine years ago, we employed intelligent people that knew, but when they reported on things, the politicians didn't want to hear it. People don't want to hear it, uh, but at least somebody knows. We'll talk about that later. I will let you go. Be back tomorrow with a very important feature about the, uh, the culture, our culture, and things we need to watch out for. This is Perrin Lovett for the Prepper Post News. See you Saturday.